Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Hey there, welcome on in. I'm absolutely delighted to have you with me today. My name is Rebecca Allen and I'm a career success coach for corporate women. I love to see the women around me in our business get promoted to negotiate salaries that really affect, uh, reflect the business and the impact that they're making on their business. And it is just an absolute pleasure every day to come to work. I absolutely love what I do. I love making the impact that I do. And it's a pleasure to be with you here today. Now, today, I really wanted to talk specifically to the Gen Xers out there. Women born between 1965 and 1980, they tend to be the majority of the clients that I work with in our business. And I thought it was interesting because I've been reading quite a lot over the holidays and I came across this really fantastic, interesting study and quote um, that I really wanted to share with you today on the podcast. It comes from a lady called Deborah Leipnitz and she's a psychotherapist who works specifically with Gen X women. And I found what she was talking about so, so fascinating. I had to come on the show and share it with you today. So what she says is, is what I see with my Gen X patients is total exhaustion. They feel guilty for complaining because it's wonderful to have choices that their mothers didn't have, but choices don't make life easier. Possibilities, she says, create pressure. So I want to ask you, this is 2023, do you feel pressured? I know a lot of the women who I speak with, friends of mine, clients in our business, I know a lot of women are struggling with feelings of overwork, are struggling with feelings of burnout, feelings that expectations are just too high. So I would be really interested to know if that's you. I would love to know if you're feeling a little bit like that. Maybe you feel like you're actually having a little bit of a midlife crisis right now. And if you are, I am here first and foremost to let you know you are not alone. <laughs> you are absolutely not alone. And I think that's a really, really fundamental thing to talk about right from the outset, because I think when we think that it's just us who's struggling, it's just us who feels like we're not coping, then it always feels a lot harder and a lot worse than it maybe actually is. But I think it's important to acknowledge that you're not alone. You know, this is a kind of common problem, a common challenge. And you know what? I've also had conversations with clients about this when they sort of say to me, I just feel like I'm letting everyone down. And I'm sort of say, well, I'll challenge them and I'll say, well, who? Who is everyone? And they'll say things like, you know, I feel like I'm letting those feminist trailblazers down, the women who've really pushed for our, you know, for our rights and for our right to work and our right for equality and all that kind of thing. But if I can't cope and if I can't manage to, you know, be a great mum, for example, and have a career, then I feel like I'm letting the side down. I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I'm kind of letting everybody else down. But if you think about it from that first wave of feminists who came through pushing for the vote 
And then the second wave of feminists who came through fighting for women's right to work, women's equality. I mean, we're still largely fighting for those things. It's improved slowly, slowly. It has improved. In some industries, it's improved a great deal. But those changes bring with them choice, of course. Suddenly, you've got this ability to go to university. You've got this ability to come out of university and work somewhere along the line. If you want to have children, you can also have children. But options arguably do create that pressure. Suddenly, there's this time pressure on you to achieve it all. Possibilities do create pressure. What do you think about that as a concept? I think the reality is, you know, we've had all these changes come in and our need to work and our need to excel. Like we know that, you know, more women are graduating from university still than men. We know this, right? We know women are highly qualified. But the reality is, is that the world of work around us, the support systems, if you like, just haven't moved on. We're told we can have great, you know, blazing careers. We're told if we want to have children, we can have children too at the same time even. We're told that even we can wait and have children later if we want to. We're told that we can do it all. We can also be super fit. We can be super sexy still. We can be super young looking so long as you slap on enough wrinkle cream. And we can do it all if we want to, ladies. But what none of that acknowledges, like I say, is that the support systems around us just haven't kept pace. This is what I feel is like a really massive, massive challenge that we have as a society. You know, it's not women's problem. This is a societal issue that we've got. And I think that's important too. One thing that I talked about a couple of weeks ago was not internalizing the discrimination that we have around us as women. I think that's a really important thing to acknowledge. It's a really important habit to get into, not to accept the way things are. There are still massive issues with childcare, for example. There are not enough childcare places. Childcare is extremely expensive in many, many kind of countries. In Australia, I know we've got a shortfall of about 20,000 early learning teachers, which is a massive, massive problem. We've got all these babies appearing, but there aren't the teachers to support that process. Where are those teachers going to come from? And then there's this expectation that we can still work, t- work full time when we've got other commitments in life. It's basically the market economy ignoring the needs of the care economy. We need both of these two economies working side by side in an efficient way for the system to work. But unfortunately, the care economy, where we're at home looking after children or elderly relatives, for example, where we're not actually at work, is taking second sort of a second seat, if you like, to the market economy. The market economy is driven and is seen as more valuable, but actually we need both things to work efficiently for the whole system to work, for all of us to benefit from that. It's not just women, of course, who would benefit from that. We would all massively benefit from that. I think flexibility in terms of how we work is another way of looking at this, right? So there are companies at the moment who are trialing this idea of the four-day working week. And early research is already coming in showing that, you know, the four-day week isn't impacting productivity. In in fact, it's actually improving productivity. Um, Unilever has currently trialed it in um, New Zealand and is now rolling it out to Australia to see whether they can scale the benefits. But it's clear from the Unilever's trial that they're actually seeing, you know, great benefits from the four-day week having trialed it in New Zealand. And there are companies, there's a company called Four Day Week Global, which is a company that's championing this process across the globe at the moment with different companies to see what this impact of a four-day working week looks like. I know that they're going to be publishing their results later in 2023. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that comes. A lot of women are still struggling with 
bias, gender bias within their companies where male mates are, you know, promoted in favor of highly qualified women, for example, or where internal roles aren't even made public. And so the women who are interested in those roles don't even have the opportunity to actually put themselves forward for them. You know, I've had clients who've come to me with those challenges. And sometimes, you know, just being the best fit, being the most qualified person, being the person who works the hardest is just not enough in those environments. So it's a question of, you know, just being spread too thin. I see so many women just being spread too thin, trying to do too much across too many different genres of their life and areas of their life and needing to perform, needing to hit those expectations across all those different facets of life. And it's just totally exhausting. We know still that women are bearing the brunt of domestic chores, domestic issues and home life, that mental load of managing multiple diaries. You know, if you have children in the house and you're managing lots and lots of different school diaries and social diaries, it's absolutely exhausting. And there's still plenty of research to show that that is all landing squarely on women's shoulders still, even now in the 21st century in many households, not all households, of course, but in many households. And I think that exasperation of wanting to be that person you really want to be is really difficult when you don't have the support systems around you to make that happen. That is the piece that's missing. That is the piece that needs to shift. It's not you that's broken. It's the system that is broken. So, you know, what can you do about it? Well, look, it's a complex challenge. This, this is a complex topic. And I really want to bring it to our attention just to kind of air it and to start having the conversation with you. If you want to email me about this, I would love to hear from you. Um, you can email us on podcast at illuminategrowth.com.au. If you have thoughts on this, I would love to hear you for, hear from you. Um, but look, there are a few things that you can do straight away that can help you get on top of this. So I think the first thing is to take that step back and to acknowledge and to know that it's not just you. You are not alone if you are struggling in this way. It is very, very human to struggle when we are feeling stretched too thin and feeling exhausted in the process. And how can you possibly perform at your best when you're feeling completely and utterly exhausted? You can't. Nobody can. We are not superheroes. And we have to acknowledge that this is a human reality that we're facing right now. And that collectively, as we talk about this more and as we raise the issue more and we talk about it within our workplaces, we can start to instigate the change that's necessary. I think it's important too to acknowledge those external challenges around you. What are the challenges that you're having at the moment? Where is the system breaking down for you? Is it at home? Is it at work? Is it the support network that you have in terms of your social, your, your sort of friends? Or is it the support network that you have at work? Is it in place or is it really lacking? Have a real honest think about where the support system is letting you down right now. I think the third thing that I would suggest is to look at the people who you need to support you. Who are they? Ask for their support. Ask for their mentorship. Ask for their sponsorship. Seek out people who value you and the work that you're doing and ask them to support you and advocate for you. Because when we have those kind of career sponsors, it has a massive, massive impact on the results we can achieve, the confidence that we can achieve and the, the kind of outcomes that we can achieve in our careers. So have a think about who's missing from that alliance network, if you like, around you that would really support you. And if you find yourself in a corporate environment that is not supporting you, have a genuine think about whether that's good enough for you. 
don't settle for mediocre. I've got this thing about settling for mediocre. We do it all the time. And I know not everybody can, you know, just vote with their feet and leave. But have a think about what you could potentially do in the current situation that you're in to make it better for yourself. Always seek out good opportunities. Just be proactive about looking for the opportunities around you because they are there. They do exist. You've just got to start looking for them, asking for them, seeking them out. And I think the last thing is also just to look out for the flexibility that you think you need to perform well in your role. It's becoming uh, more of a kind of a mainstream conversation that perhaps maybe the five day a week working, you know, the 40, the 50, the 60 hours that some people work. This is the way we do business. Well, why is this the way we do business? This is just the way we've been told this is how we do business. But perhaps there are other ways that we can do business where people don't have to be sacrificed in the process to actually deliver phenomenal outcomes for their companies. So I would just urge you to start thinking about where you are, how you're feeling, get in touch with how you're feeling. Take a few deep breaths and just ask yourself that question. How am I feeling right now? Where's that coming from? What's missing for me right now? What do I absolutely need to feel better, to thrive, to operate at a a better sort of level of energy within my company? What actually do I need? What do I most need right now? And I think you'll uncover some really interesting information in there and some ideas to help you start thinking about this in a different way. I hope that's been really interesting. I I really want to use the podcast as a means to talk about important matters, not just about all the strategies to get ahead in your career, but just to also start thinking about the emotional needs that we have and to acknowledge how important they are in our bent to move forwards in our careers and move forwards in our lives to be phenomenally successful and fulfilled. Thank you so much for joining me. I would love to connect with you. If you want to find out more about the kind of work that we do, a great place to start is this podcast, is to look at this podcast in more depth, listen to more episodes to see what kinds of things we talk about. We talk a lot about personal branding and career strategy and raising your game and building visibility and credibility within your company seeking out those career sponsors and building that um, ability to manage up with greater effect. You can go also to our blog. You can go to illuminategrowth.com.au forward slash blog. There's absolutely heaps of information just for free sitting on our blog. And there's also our resources page on our website, illuminategrowth.com.au forward slash resources. There's heaps of free stuff in there too. So get yourself around the topics, get yourself around the information that's available to you and start really becoming purposeful about what you want from your career because that's really what this is all about. It's about getting straight back into the driving seat and decide that you don't want to be passive anymore. Decide that you really want to grab the bull by the horns and make 2023 your year. Thanks so much for joining me. I love being here every single week and I will see you really soon. (laughs) 